Welcome to Wow Black, a seriously opinionated podcast, bringing you the real and raw on anything happening while black. If black culture's there, we're there. If you're pissed or empowered, then let's talk about it. Ride with us on this all black everything. Everybody, welcome back to Wild Black one more time. Welcome, welcome. We here again, season two. You got Vince with you. And Art still in the building. We here as always. Listen, we always talk about amazing topics. Today is no different. Uh, we're talking about black music, storytelling, the role it's played in our culture from really the beginning, right? All the way back to slavery, the civil rights, ups and downs, everything. Music's been right there. It's like a best friend at times. So... We got a dope-ass guest, like we always do. I'll tell you more about him in just a second. But before we do that, I want to I wanna ask Art one quick question. Bro, what, is, Yo. what does music mean to you, man? What does it mean to you and what does it mean to the community? It's funny. So I was sitting at my desk today, and, and man, I, it's a guy sits right behind me. And um, we're talking about music, and we th- this topic popped up around... R&B and who the king of R&B. And I laughed and I was like, man, y'all, this is crazy. This Bobby is, crazy. is the king of R&B. What? What? <laughs> That's what Whitney said. What? I don't know. I don't know. It, it, but but back to that question, man. Um, we have had like a time as black people and, and music has been some comfort. Music has helped us get through so many different things, so many different genres. We, we've established the entire culture based on music and, and how we live our lives. And music is a big influence. It's probably one of the biggest influences in the African-American culture and the dynamic. So um, I love music and I love all genres. Um, and I got, there's a few, my, my faves uh, that, that I love. So that's, that's, I mean, music is so important to the black community. Yeah, yeah. I, I ain't gonna say I love all genres. But music plays a role. For me, it's like the words are power. And when, and when you take those words and you throw a, a beat to them or a melody to them, and the way, it, the way it moves into your soul is unlike anything else. It, it takes you someplace. It tells you a story. For me personally, it, it's memories. Right? I can remember, I still remember to this day, playing R. Kelly's Bump and Grind remix. Oh, see, see. As me and the wife went to prom. Okay. Now, granted, she wasn't the wife yet. That's 25 years ago. <laughs> so you ago. had to put that in there. You had to get that right. <laughs> Hey, Bump and Grind. I remember playing uh, Jagged Edge, yep. Let's Get Married remix with Run DMC, The Day I Proposed. I remember being in the shower the day after my father passed, and the only CD that was in the bathroom at the time was um, Nelly's Over and Over with Tim McGraw. I played that over and over just because I couldn't stand the silence of what was going on. So, man, yeah. for me, music is... It's like it's my path to freedom. It's it is my soundtrack. And I think from a community standpoint, it's been there the whole time. I mean, you you got you got joints like Strange Fruit that, that told our stories before we could tell our stories out loud. You got Marvin Gaye, what's going on? It taught us about what was happening at the time. You got everything from Lenny Williams to Keith Sweat to Maxwell telling us how to how to beg and get what we're really looking for. You got Minnie Ripperton talking about love all the way to Beyonce and Alicia Keys. Like, music has been there the whole time. That's true. You, now, you got to also mention them old Negro spirits. So. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right, right. Yep. They've been there. True. Music but, is, is man, important. So today, we're we talking about music a little bit. And um, the guest we got with us today, I want to welcome him to the show. So, Dwelle, 
I want to welcome you to Wild Black, brother. Glad to have you with us. It's good to be here, my bro. Absolutely. Yes, yes. Art's going to give a little quick intro on your background, and then we're going to have some Wild Black shit type of fun. Let's do it. So we got to LA in the building. Writer, producer, singer, musician. Music inspires folks to have an extremely good time, uh, giving folks the ability to connect, to love. And there's no doubt he's probably... Uh, the catalyst of one of the source of many of y'all's lives. Uh, These babies out here. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, so um, let's welcome Dwelle to the show. He's also um, a Grammy-nominated artist as well. Um, got some great music. Welcome, welcome, brother. Man, I appreciate it. Good to be here. Yes. You want to take just a, a couple seconds to tell the folks a little bit more about you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let me see. All this started way, way, way back. To, you know, way, way, way back in that day. Right. <laughs> um, let me see. I put out my first uh, unofficial album, 1998. It's an album called The Rise. All right. Uh, you know, I had a few songs. You got your whole life to work on your first album, you know, so. I'm still working on mine. <laughs> that's, that's, that's all good. But, you know, that was it. You know, um, at the time, I was just about completing the song, whether that meant, you know, rapping, whether that meant singing over the joint or, or doing poetry over it. It was about completing the song, you know. It just so happened that this album um, was primarily vocal songs on it, you know. So when I acquired, you know, management off of that, you know, through Slum Village, they took the tape, you know, to their manager at the time who took it, you know, and um, and shopped it overseas, you know, and, and put it in the hands of a of a guy named Giles Peterson. Right. You know, and, and he did a lot of, um, he, he put out an actual, uh, like a, like a mixtape. With, with one of my joints on there, you know? So oh, it kind of created a buzz. This was back in the day when when a CD burning was just popping off. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it was just popping I off. I know exactly so, what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think, you know, the fact that it was getting bootlegged so many times kind of helped, you know, create the buzz. It helped create that buzz. And um, they took that and shifted it back over to the States. And that's how, you know, everything, everything popped off. Wow. So when international... Then came and blew up in the states. Yeah, that's dope. Via bootleg, so bootleg ain't, ain't always a bad thing. Not at all. Right. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> get that music out there, dog. Especially yeah. on mixtapes. All right, so we we want the people to get to know you a little bit better in a little bit different fashion. I know you've done buku interviews, and this this won't be just the the normal. We're gonna have a little fun, so we're all gonna right. jump into this uh, this wild black shit. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So how this works is we will ask you a question. Okay. Right. And and you just give us your perspective on this question. And I'll give you some options too. So don't don't run from the question. <laughs> right. Don't don't yeah, don't don't try to skate around it because we're gonna bring you back to it. All it's, right, here it's, we go. it's a cool question. All right. Um, so you must eliminate the entire musical category of the following artists. Now you go to you go to artists. James Brown. <laughs> it's already starting off rough. Prince. Stevie Wonder. Luther Vandross and Marvin Gaye. Come on, Who got to go? Who got to go? You got to kill the I'm gonna whole it, musical I'm gonna, catalog. I'm going to give it to you again. First. I'm going to give it to you again. James Brown, Prince, Stevie Wonder, Luther, and Marvin Gaye. Oh, man. Come on, man. You know what? You anything, know. anything I answer is going gonna, is gonna to kill me a little inside, man. Listen, you should <laughs> see his face. He's anguished over here. <laughs> yeah. there's, no, there's no winning. There's no winning with this answer, mm -hmm. man. Um, man, James Brown in a lane of his own. 
Period. A lot, a lot of the names you named would not be if it wasn't for James Brown. That's true. Paving mm -hmm. that way, so James got to be there. James got to be there. Okay. We're just gonna have to approach it from that that aspect. Okay. What birthed what? Okay, got you. So we're gonna take James out. James can't. Yeah, he he's he's he stays. So we got we got Prince, Stevie Wonder, Luther. And Marvin Gaye left. Jesus, man. And look, my wife and I already argued about this question already this morning. <laughs> man, off of songs in the key of life alone, he can't go nowhere. Okay, we got two that's solidified. Marvin Gaye ain't going nowhere. So it it comes down, <laughs> it comes down Prince and to Prince and, and Luther, Luther, man. And Luther, yeah. Damn, bro. Man, I'm, Luther, so, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry, man. I'm sorry. You, I mean, you got to look at the two catalogs, man. Prince's catalog, it, it just, it, it spans so many years, and it, there's so many different avenues from one mind. You know what I'm saying? He's, he's touching rock. He's touching sexual lady up. He's touching, you know what I'm saying? Just, just soul music. He's all over the place. Luther is just, I don't know, man. Damn, it's man. It's hard to say, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's hard to say, but I'd have to, if I had to pick one, it would have to be Luther. But, like, none of us would be here if it wasn't for, Lu if it wasn't for Luther, man. Sure you enough. know what I'm saying? We, we all gone. We don't even we, exist. We just took our existence yeah. away with that one, yo. Yeah? This interview ain't even happening right. without, without Luther. <laughs> just like at the end of the, the little um, Avengers joint, we all just evaporated and shit. Yeah, mm -hmm. man. I was a spoiler alert. I ain't seen it yet. But no, 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 I blame you. It's too long. Come on. That's on you. That's, That's on you. We not here anyway. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. So it had to be Luther, man. All right. I, I, yeah. First I hate myself off, for that, but. That, that hurts my heart because yeah, that was my wife's point this morning. Mm. She let go of Luther. I won't tell you who I let go of. No, you, 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 you up next. You up next. You, gotta, <laughs> you gotta say yeah, this. You, you gotta, gonna, you gonna you, make you, me. You I'm, I'm instantly the bad guy with all Luther okay. you know, fans. Now. Who is that? Which is everybody, so. <laughs> They might as well be mad at all of us collectively. It's a bad, it's, it's, a, it's an impossible it's a question. question. It's a question that doesn't really have a It's clear. like all of a sudden the question just got so much more unfair. Mm -hmm. Like when it got asked to me. Yep. Uh, where, where you at? Where you at, bro? So what I said earlier today was Marvin Gaye. Mm. Don't, I mean, don't look at me like that. Like, Let's get it on. Mm. Oh, man. Okay. Here, my dear. But for me, it was almost like a... It was almost like a, a coin flip. It's like, I don't, I just, like, I'm with you. Ball. James Brown does his own thing. He is responsible for all this music. Prince is just so damn talented. I was like, Stevie Wonder, he does it blind. <laughs> I mean, hell, he, I got married to his soul. He could do it with his eyes. Right. <laughs> so it, it turned into Luther or Marvin Gaye, and I'm here, partially because of Luther. So Marvin by default. Sorry. Mm. Mm. All right, bruh. That's tough. That's Did tough. I'm going to let Stevie go. Oh, you said yeah. that way too easy. I'm going to let Stevie Well, I had a whole bunch of time <laughs> to actually, you know, digest it. And, mm. and I'm going to let Stevie go, though. You got no justification? Mm -hmm. Stevie just no, gone. I, it, there can't be no justification <laughs> with the names. It's just, there can't that's, be really. That's the one. Yeah, I just got to pick one. Look at how many movies like Stevie has been a part of, mm -hmm. man. Like, he's been a soundtrack, man. Hey, that's an unfair question. That is, that is. That's, that's an unfair question, man. But that's what wild black shit is. It is, yes. I hope that was the hardest one. Yeah, okay. yeah that's the hardest one. The, these two other ones is, is, is okay. good ones, real, real good ones. So check it out, this second one. Who is responsible for more, ba more baby-making music? Marvin Gaye, Keith Sweat, or Maxwell? <laughs> Jacquees. <laughs> the real king. The real king. Man, without a doubt, it's got to be Marvin Gaye, man. 
And I just took him out. You 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 did take him out. Yep. Say the names again. Marvin Gaye, Keith Sweat, or Maxwell. Yeah, Marvin Gaye, man. Okay. Taking nothing away from them, man. You know, they birthed like, yeah, Marvin Gaye, though, bro. I, mean, I look at it from a standpoint of Marvin's music was out first and is still, still relevant going right now. It's still, man, it's still, it's still making bass. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. And you took him out. <laughs> man, brother. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, this is our signature. Well, I'm sorry. You want to answer that one? You want to? You want to? What's your, what's your thought on that one? I'm Marvin. You. That's a, that, that was an easy one. I like Matt. Well, shit, <laughs> all right, Marvin. No, go ahead and talk about it, man. Maxwell. Maxwell. Why? I can't say Maxwell. I thought I, you were going to say Maxwell. I, yeah. I, I, yeah. Because see, then my wife would be upset because that's when I, I saw. <laughs> <laughs> you, you put so some keep secrets and shit I'm gonna, out I'm there. Throw keep sweat out there. <laughs> I'm gonna throw keep sweat out. Say he's. Marvin Gaye, Marvin Gaye. Right. That's that's who it is. All right. So third last signature question. This is our signature wild black shit question. What do you love most about life while black? What do I love most about life while black? black? The swag, man. The swag of it. The fact that I mean, you just gotta look how intimidated other races are. All day. By everything black, you know what I'm saying? From the lifestyle to the music, to the to the to the to the gear, to the slang, how it's mimicked, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and and taken. You know, I feel like we're the originators of a lot of things, you know. We are the culture creators. Yeah, that's for real. Culture creators, man. And that's that's bragging rights. We scare people with our simple skin color. Yeah. yeah. Just our presence. Cool. Beards, man. They can't grow beards like us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, where your beard, bro? Man, I, I, yeah, I can't, I can't. Beard gang. <laughs> <laughs> Up next. All right, so we're going to jump into our dope quote. And what our dope quote is, is our listeners know it anchors the entire episode. Everything that, that comes out of this episode is born inside of this quote. And today's quote is from Nina Simone. And it, it reads, you can't help it. An artist's duty, as far as I'm concerned, is to reflect the times. I'll read it one more time. You can't help it. An artist's duty, as far as I'm concerned, is to reflect the times by Miss Nina Simone. When you hear that as a musician, what's the first thing that pops in your mind? Man, the guy that you got rid of, Marvin Gaye. <laughs> Y'all give me hell on this. <laughs> yeah, Marvin Gaye, man. I mean, a lot of a lot of the names that 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 came up in your in your questions, man. Marvin is definitely when you listen to that, when you listen to his albums, any of his albums, and close your eyes. You can feel the polyester on your skin. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like you feel you're instantly thrown into that era. And that's all done by a sound. You know what I'm saying? Which is, which is, which is magical, man. Same with Prince, man. Prince takes you back, you know, not takes you, not takes you back. I wasn't necessarily, you know, partying at that. But you can, you can almost feel what like that energy might have been like, you know, just by listening to to one of his records. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And it's so many artists that do that, man, from from Minnie Ripperton to Miles Davis. You know what I'm saying? And I like to think that in 20, you know, in, in, in the late 2000s, you know, that's, that's, that's kind of like what I'm doing with my music, too. That's why I'm in it. You know, I want to create memories and I kind of want to capture a feel for somebody. Like you said, music takes you back to a certain time, you know what I'm saying, yeah. to a certain place, whether it's good or bad. You know, um, all, of life's, uh, all of life's 
happenings, you know, has a soundtrack, man. That's right. I'm just trying to be a soundtrack. Hopefully, you know, a positive soundtrack. Yeah. Music is my sideline. You know? Yeah. So it is. Yeah. So listeners, real quick, we are sitting down with Dwele talking about the role that black music plays in our society. We are blessed to be in his company today. We are recording remote from his Airbnb after his show in Atlanta and before the second show. So we're about to jump in and have a quick conversation about black music. So let's do it. Ready, brother? Part two. Let's get it. All right, so the show's called Wild Black, obviously. So we've got to talk about life while black. And in your case, being a black artist. So how has being black impacted your life as a recording artist? As a recording artist, um, black is birthed from black. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I came up with all of that. I came up with a lot, with a lot of the music, a lot of the Motown sound. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and it raised me as an artist. Right. You know, so... Especially being in Detroit. Yeah, especially from being from being in Detroit. A lot of different, a lot of different, you know, a lot of a lot of different swags. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? All come from the D, man. And yeah, definitely inspired by that. Cool. So in in the quote from Miss Nina Simone, she talks about an artist's duty to reflect the times. And I want that to lead into this next question. So music has always had a central position in any black movement. And given what's happening in our country today and the state of race relations and social justice, what's music's role today? And how adequately do you think it's filling that role? I think music's role today, it seems like, it seems like music today is more about, it's, it's less talking about the, the things that are going on in our society and the things as, as a whole, I'm speaking as a whole. Right. Um, and, the, and, and, and the troubles that we're, going, that we're going through and it's more talking about let go and have fun. That's what I get gotcha. from yeah. from from the mass. You know, the majority of the music that's right. that's coming out. You do have your artists that that document the times and what's what's going on. But what's getting the main play is like have have fun. You know, let loose. Music. I feel like is 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 being an escape. You know, what I'm saying for for people. Right. Right. Right, right now. Right. Right. Yeah. Which is nothing wrong with that. I wish it was a little more of a. Um, Know, a little more of a balance, right? Of what's, what's what's being put out there, but we do definitely have our artists that are trying to um, capture the feel of, of 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 what's going on and 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 what what our people are going through right now. So that that brings me to a second question: when when you talk about that balance, that artists having a responsibility to be a reflection of what's going on, versus trying to uplift people and give people that escape because so much stuff is going on, how do you combat the fact that it's so hard? The internet, YouTube, and everything is so congested with music and content. How does that creator get that message out when the platforms aren't necessarily supporting it? Mm. Um, I agree, it's important to get it out, but how do they do it? Yeah, um, I try. I try to answer that question without sounding old, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I feel yeah. like now there's too many artists and not enough, you know, listeners. Amen to that. To the music, you know what I'm saying? And um, but I mean, it's a beautiful thing. And if you look at it from a positive side, there's avenues for everybody to get to get the music out. If if you're about that, if you want to hear something about, if you if you want to hear an artist that 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 that's about uplifting the people and um telling the story right now, it's easy to find. Right. You know what I'm saying? There's an avenue that you can find it, you know, via YouTube, SoundCloud. You can just type it in on Google. 
and it'll come up with 15,000 artists that's that's doing just that. Right. You know, so, I mean, I think that's the beauty of it. Um, I feel like I, I, I try to do that. I try to give people a little bit of both, you know, when, when I create an album. I always try to drop a message, you know, in a song like, like a How I Deal. Right. You know, where I'm talking about um, the everyday struggles of, 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 of having a family, you know, and, 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 and working crazy, you know, trying to, trying to keep the bills paid and, and keeping a, a fake smile on my face and dealing with, you know, waiting for Obamacare, you know, hope, hoping, that it, hoping that it's going to be there tomorrow. Right. You know what I'm saying? And things like that, man. But at the same time, I'm going to turn around and give you, like, my rendition of a, of a baby-making Marvin song. You know what I'm saying? And from the music, I think, I think it ultimately comes down to, you know, having a good team, you know, put together. From the music aspect, that's what I know. So that's what I do. I try to put everything in a nice little package, right. you know what I'm saying, for you. But then it's also about, you know, having a team, having a management team that knows how to, you know, get it out there the, the correct way. Enough so that people can find you, you know what right, I'm saying, right. and, 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 and being creative, you know, with the marketing and everything like that. So, that makes sense. You know, so I, I've got a two-part response to this. First... I would like to officially take back my answer of taking Marvin out because that's come up too many times. I'm yeah, to, I was trying to get you I'm to do that. I'm starting to feel right, some right. type you, of way. You like, that. Right, I'm, being, I'm being targeted in this joint, so I'm going to take the safer route and I'm going to go with Duele, Luther. Sorry, bro. It's still, it's, it's still, it's still wrong, bro. It's we ain't still... dancing with our father tonight. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, okay. There's no, there's no right answer with that, bro. And, and the, the second thing is, as you talk about having more listeners and at the same time, having more people who are willing to, to tell that story and to be reflective. What's your advice for people? And this is more of a, the inspirational side. What's your advice for us, for black folks, who a lot of us grow up in communities where it's, it's difficult to really see what you can become. Our environments limit our ability to see where we could go. Mm. So what type of advice do you have for someone, whether it's in entertainment, in front of the mic, behind the mic, to expand their vision and be able to dream further than they can see? Mm. It's kind of hard for me to tell a young person uh, who doesn't have the correct window to have a vision. Right. You know what I'm saying? How to, what they need to do. Right. I would more so speak to the people that have already made it or that have access to helping Mm. that young young person. You know what I'm saying? Reach back, go back. Yeah. Yeah, gotcha. That makes sense. That's yeah. a more powerful message so, too. Yeah. I mean, it's it's about that, man. You know, be a uh, channel your inner constructor, man. Go build a window for a kid. You know what I'm saying? I like that. So that they can see, you know, help out in the system. Let them see that even even if even if it's not direct a direct connection to that person, you know, in your in your visual, you know what I'm saying? You got to show positivity. Show 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 them that it's something more to life than I don't know whatever it is. Like that they like see. like. Getting a getting a, a iced out watch right. ain't making it. You know what I'm saying? It's more to life. You know, get out, see the world. You know, like that's that's, that's a, a lot of people. That's all they get to see. You know, is is mm-hmm. is the blame factor. But there's more to life than that. So, quick message, listeners. If you if you heard that, if you are one of the brothers or sisters who has been blessed enough to make it, or even if you are on your way to making it, you have a responsibility to go back and, like Duelle said, build that window, open that window for someone who hasn't quite got the vision yet. And if you are that child or that young adult or that older adult who knows there's something more and you want to find it, go identify those people who've done it and reach out to them if they don't reach out to you. And just don't stop. Keep grinding. Keep pushing to get to them. So 
An interview I watched with you several years back, you talked about as a kid, you were breaking down, I think it was a radio, and ended up burning your brother's bed. And I want to read this part (laughs) here. You said that you were the kind of person who likes to take things apart, improve them, and put them back together. So in terms of this country, what would you take apart? What would you, rather, what would you improve in this country before you put it back together? And then the same question for the black community. Mm. We do research. We do a little research. Man, in this country, what would I take apart and correct before I put it back together? Right. Man, I'd take the clock apart, turn it back a few few hundred years. You know what I'm saying? Amen. You got to correct the clock. You know what I'm saying? You, you, you got you to correct the With clock. With that one. Because, uh... I love that answer. I mean, us as a people, man, we never... It's deep, probably, probably, Yeah, the problem started a long time ago. ago. It started right. a long time ago. You know, so it would be impossible to, to, to change things for the better without taking it way, way back. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I can't just say, oh, change the president, put it back together, we're good. Nah, it's... Because it's the same it's system. Yeah, right. yeah, it's, it's, it's way deeper than that. that. Absolutely. It's way deeper than that. Okay, cool. Well, we want to kind of shift gears a little bit. We've talked about the culture, we've talked a little, a little bit about the role of music, but now we want to talk about you and your music. Yeah. So we often hear music referred to as medicine for your soul, right? Mm. So if medicine is meant to cure an ailment and music is medicine, what ailment is your music curing? Man. I feel good about myself right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I took out Marvin Redemption. <laughs> uh, let me see. Some, uh, my, my, my music will be like relationship counseling, yeah. I guess. I don't know. See, are we, are we speaking physical ailments? It's whatever it you have you want to go, my brother. Yeah, I think, I think, I think I'm, I'm going I'm to be, be that person you come to. Less physical, but more when more more when that relationship is 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 going is going wild. But last night, what I saw, I think you probably cured some erectile dysfunction. <laughs> there you go. Like them, they was in there. There you go. <laughs> I'm gonna take a line from my uh background, my background balls. singer uh, Jay Tate, and I'm gonna call it Cialis. My music is, my music is Cialis. Giving you this audio, yeah, Cialis. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh man. Speaking on 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 that note. Listeners, if you get a chance to go check out his live show, please do yourself a favor. Get out there. The brother gives you song after song. He's on the floor. Literally for 30 minutes, he was in the crowd, walking around, dancing, singing, leaving smiles on ladies' faces and a couple <laughs> grimaces on the fellas. He was there. <laughs> go check him out. All right. You tell, like, these crazy, amazing, detailed narratives, right? And when you really listen to the songs, I mean, it, you did it toward the end of the set, but my favorite one is still... Cheating, right? Yeah, yeah. The, the way you break down, like how you who you can have an affair with, and I want the nasty one, like all that. It's like one, you speak to me. Two, what's the inspiration <laughs> for some of these songs, man? Because when you listen to it, you you know damn well you you didn't sit there and just like make it up. There had to be some experience going on here. It's too detailed. Oh man, you can see the shit happening. Actually, man, it was a situation. Well, with that song, okay. So this is how it all went down. There all we right. go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Management company, RTM, you know what I'm saying? RT Music Group. Right. Connected me with this producer, California, called G1. You know what I'm saying? Did a lot of work with Quick. Right. Did a lot of work with everybody. He's the guy that produced Find A Way. Right. So we went out there for the for the song Cheating. Right. Okay. And he put me in the room. 
He was like, yo, I got this joint. I'm like, that joint is dope. All right. I sat in the room, and the first line I came with is, I could never affair with anyone else but you. Right? Right. And I'm like, man, this line right here, this has got to be the first line because... It's a catcher. Instantly, it's gonna, it's gonna be like, it's, it's gonna make you say, "What right. the hell is he talking about?" Yep. You know what right. I'm saying? Because you gotta listen a couple times. Yeah, yeah. you do. You, gotta pay you do. You do. So I start. So I started with the first line, and from that point, I was like, I can't just talk about cheating. You know what I'm saying? Because nobody's gonna like that. You feel me? So yeah. from that point, I had to start at the at the end of the song and like write. Backwards from the end to the beginning. I got you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and that okay. way it kind of it kind of made sense. You had to figure out. You knew where it started. Figure out where it ended, and then fill the middle with everything that made sense. Yeah, that's dope. So, from a creative standpoint, is that always your process? Um, how do you make a song? What's your typical process? The whole process is more than just making a song. From the from the song from the song making aspect of it, it usually happens uh, with a beatbox or something like that. You know, like a like a, a feel or whatnot. Yeah. If I'm not close to the studio, you know, I use my trusty iPhone, drop a, a quick a quick mental note, you know, right. a quick a quick note, audio note. Um, and when I get to the studio, you know, I I I get there. I usually make the the drums first. I lay the bass line or whatever it is I have. I figure out what chords work to that, you know. And then I put you know my signature, what it is that makes Dway Dway. You know what I'm gotcha. saying? Which is like. You know the 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 horns and all of that, but usually that comes after I have a melody. You know, I use the horns to fill in wherever there are gaps in the music that I feel like it shouldn't be gaps. You I know, um, but usually starts with the music first, and from that, you know, I I, I kind of scat some words. They don't necessarily make sense. Right. The areas where I like the actual cadence of it, I keep those and I make words fit in those areas, right. and then everywhere else, it's kind of like putting a, a puzzle together. You got to make the puzzle make sense. You know. When you, like once you have your your your, your couple words, like what line would make sense in front of that one line? What line would make sense behind that? You right. know what I'm saying? You just kind of put it together that way. So when, when you're building it, are you ever thinking about the live show, or are you just thinking about I got to get this music right? Some songs I'm thinking about the live show. Some songs I'm thinking about what would somebody uh, be listening to on a on a snowy night in front of a fireplace. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like certain songs are catered. To certain life situations, you know. I got you. Yeah. Now, does that process come to you relatively easy, or is it more of an intentional thing that you kind of get into the zone for? I rather, I rather it just happen than be intentional. Some songs are intentional, you know, where it's like you got to do this. Okay, let's do this. You know what I'm saying? But it's, I like it. I like it more when it's organic. When it's four o'clock in the morning and it wakes me up out of my sleep because I heard something and then I realize, yo, that's not a real song. You know, like I just did that and, and and run to the joint, you know, and 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 make it. I like it when it's more organic, like that, you know, as yeah. opposed to forcing the song, you know. I got you. So but, now you know, you've got several tracks, several albums, and here comes a, here comes a, a, a pressure question. Do you have to boil it down to mm -mm. one lyric? Nope. Not not even one oh, song. One lyric. <laughs> one lyric. What's that one? What, what's the one where, like, you just, you feel the best about it, you never forget, like, that, if you had to be known for one lyric, it would be that. Mm. I choose the nasty one. That's, I mean, every time I go that route. <laughs> man, I got a lot of songs, man. You do. Hit with some uh, game show music. <laughs> if I had to choose one, if, okay, I'm gonna give you a hook, my favorite hook. It's a song that never really came out. 
But the hook starts off with a song called Love. And the hook starts off where I'm just singing L-O-V-E. But then the hook breaks down into L-O-V-E, like elevate. Ah, okay. Find love in R-I-Z-E. Two hearts that open up, that open up. I got you. Mm -hmm. With devotion, harmony, say la vie okay. to a day of loneliness and desiree. Two hearts that e mid love will come back from somebody. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's kind of like I took a. I don't know, man. Puzzle pieces, genius bro. right there. Puzzle pieces. Now you said sort of came out. So can listeners find that anywhere? Is there, is there anywhere they can go hear that track? It's on. It's. it's I, I found it on YouTube. I heard it last night actually. Okay. <laughs> it's called love. I think it's called Love on, on YouTube. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I don't know. You a, know it's an unofficial release. He can't right. even say what it's called. Yeah, it's, it's, not, it's, it's not what I named it. It's what whoever found the record and put it out named it. Listeners, go find it. Hit us up on our right. social media. Let us know what, what it's called. It. Yeah. <laughs> we go find it, too. All right, so let's talk, about, let's talk about some of the music right now. Winter White Nights. Yeah. Break that down. Yeah. Yeah, Winter White Nights is not necessarily... Christmas, uh, Christmas. It's not, it's not. It's not a Christmas song. It's not a holiday song. It's more celebrating the winter solstice, you know, and um, what we call the Detroit chill, you know what I'm saying, which is like the winter night feel. It's kind of like an old school Detroit. I'm not going to say like, like, it's like an old school Detroit. It's some, it's some old school Detroit shit, pretty much. Right, I got you know it. what I'm saying? Like, I got you. You know, like the so linens, the, 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 the winter whites, you know, and, and, and all of that, man. And, uh, it's actually, you know, just um, talking about the newness. You know what I'm saying? Winter solstice is, is, is like bringing on the, 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 the new year. Yeah. And the solstice is also the longest, the longest night in the That's year. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So winter white nights. You know what I'm saying? It's a, it's, a, it's a new year. It's a new dawn musically. You know what I'm saying? For, for me and the management team, RT Music Group. You know, That's so dope. it's all about that, man. That's what's up. Yeah. That's dope. That's what's up. All right. So another song, Wanna Dance. Tell me a little bit about that. It's a song I did. It's a song I did with Mike City. Uh, real feel-good joint. You know, it's really got that summertime feel to it. Right. And uh, we actually worked with, with, with Fife on that joint. Right. Rest in peace. You know what I'm saying? He, he blessed us with a verse on that one. So How did you make that happen? It's definitely a feel-good song. This is, again, it's another situation, you know, where um, RT Music Group, you know, collaborated with my man Roster Root, you know, right. and, 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 uh, and, and Fife. I actually met... Fife uh, a few times, you know, right. through Root. And, um, you know, we connected. He's a cool guy. You know, talked about working. I grew up a fan, you know. So so when we had a chance, you know, to put, to put this thing together, you know, we made it happen. So the question you probably expected, of all the songs, which is your favorite? That's what I thought she was going to ask me the one time, <laughs> uh -huh. man. Uh, Man, like, it's impossible. Yeah, most? it's impossible to choose a favorite child, man. I won't even do that to you. We already made you choose between <laughs> James Brown. I won't even do that to you. <laughs> I won't do that to you. So, two quick. Questions. You know what? I can tell you. I can tell. Okay. I will say, one of my favorite songs to perform. Right. Um, one of my favorite songs to perform would probably have to be like "Dodging Your Phone." Why? Because it's energy. It's energy. It's a feel-good song. You kind of have your you. You kind of have the mellow area of the song where, where it's like a, a croon, you know, through the verse. And um, the hook is more aggressive. You know, you got the aggressive horns in there. The B section, like the horns are huge. You know what I'm saying? So I kind of feel like it has like all the, the peaks and valleys, you know what I'm saying, yeah. that, I, that I tried to 
and still in the album, it's all in one song, you know? Give everybody everything. Yeah, that's what's up. All right. So, and thinking about your music, man, you got some, you got some amazing tracks. Um, and you got this unique kind of perspective on appreciating women. What do you, what do you love most about black women? Mm. Mm. Ladies, you should see the look. <laughs> <laughs> Where do I start? <laughs> the black woman, man. It's something about, it's something about black women, man. It's like the way that they carry themselves. You know, I like the fact that I think my problem is I see too much beauty. In, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, I like this, I like that, I like that, you know? Um, you know so many dimensions. But, yeah, there's so many dimensions to it, man. But it's like, it's, it's, it's a certain confidence. I like, I, like, I like seeing the confidence in a woman, you know? I like when women come out of the house in, you know, baggy, baggy sweats. Right. With the hair pulled back, they still killing them, you know what I'm saying? Because still of that saying. attitude, you know, that, that, that attitude is still killing them. Like, like... I like that natural beauty, you know. Um, and our women, I feel like they really, they really embody that, you know. I mean, I respect, I respect the the weaves and the, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Who, don't, who, don't, who don't like, you know, a, a little extra padding on that back. Right. You know, <laughs> you know um, oh, we feel that's it. good yeah. too. You know what I'm saying? That's just another aspect of it, you know. I mean. But the, we do it all well. Like, we black women do it, all, do it well. all well. They do it all well. Where do I start with it? You know That's what I'm saying? Right. Hey, I, whether, I, it's, whether it's whether it's whether it's made up or whether it's all natural. You know what I'm saying? There's beauty in all of it. Man. Yeah, I like how you can appreciate like the different pieces it's that, levels. that it's, come it's, together. It's, it's, it's yeah. levels to it, man. Yes, completely agree with you. On yeah. That. Cool. So, what's up next for you, man? What's up next, man? Man, we got a couple more shows here in Atlanta. Right. You know, uh, celebrating this winter white. It's going to be a seasonal campaign, you know? I think we're going to do this. We're going to do this every year, you know? So we're kicking it off here in Atlanta, and we're coming back next year doing the same thing in Atlanta. We'll be here. Um, so, yeah, I want to get it to a point where it's like um, where it's like everybody comes out with their winter whites, with their creams, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We want to make it an annual thing like that, you know, um, and it's just it's just a new beginning, man. So your label mate Prince Damon, he's got a new track. Yeah. What's the name of that track? Yeah, Tell his new his new it. his new track is called This Side of Heaven. Right. It's a real real dope joint. You know, he's the one that worked with me on uh This Love on the Greater Than One album. So real feel good artist, you know. And uh, it's uh, if if y'all know about that song, y'all know like you know what 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 type of flavor he's on. You know what I'm saying? Right. But um, the song that he's uh promoting right now is called Other Side of Heaven. It's really dope. It's got a nice feel to it. You know what I'm saying? So that's definitely, that's definitely it. That's definitely it. Cool. Yeah. All right. Last question. We're going back to our black stuff. So <laughs> you're a storyteller. You understand the power of words. If you had a direct line to every black person in the country, what would you tell them? And what would you name that song? Mm. Mm. Jesus, man. <laughs> if I had a direct line to every, everyone, grandmas, All babies. Oh, man. It would have to be, I would have to tell a story about, it would have to be about unity. Right. It would have to be a story about building our own, supporting our own. Not just that, it would have to be find what you're good at. Yeah. 
manifest that. It'll have to be finding out what you can, what what's your quality, make it quality. You know what I'm saying? It, it would have to be about sustain, sustaining our own. You know what I'm saying? I like that. And I like that. I mean, keep keeping the money in the house. Amen Multiply the money. You know what I'm saying? Amen. Let's recycle let's all, that let's money all, let's in our community. Let's all get it. So, so we don't need nobody else, man. Everybody else doing it. We need to do it. Right. Yeah. That's it. Well, bro, you got anything else? I got one more. Hit him. Bro, what the hell is a flapjack? <laughs> oh, man. That's funny. Uh, what the hell is a flapjack? <laughs> Initially, when I made the song, you know, it was about, you know, the, the round, brown, fluffy, you know what I'm saying? It's about them cakes. Yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Them, them pancakes. Basically, that's what it was about. Um, but when I noticed that, people were, a lot of people were confused about it and didn't necessarily understand completely what I was talking about, I kind of left it open-ended, you know what I'm saying, and, and let everybody kind of make their own definition for what a flapjack was. But what was really funny is, is going overseas to London, they have, um, well, in the UK, they have a, a, a bar, like a, like a Nutri-Grain bar or something like that. Right. A granola bar. Their granola bar is called Flapjacks. So they were really confused. Like they don't, they don't, they don't call a, a, a pancake is a pancake over there. They don't call them flapjacks. Oh, yeah. Like a flapjack is a is a granola bar. So they're like, I don't get, I don't the, get like, what are you saying? You know what I'm saying? And I didn't know that's what the case was until I until I got over there. And then I was like, okay, yeah, you have a right to be confused. You got a couple words. Last night at the show when I heard you say, oh. <laughs> we took him to the ghetto ballet. <laughs> I lost it for him. That's okay. I, yeah, I got it. Yeah. I got you. I got you. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, gotcha. bro, that's the end of the interview. It, it was great. I loved it. What we always do is we give the mic to our guests and give them a couple minutes just to tell the people whatever it is you want to tell them. Okay. I just want to say I appreciate everybody, you know, all the support thus far. It's been um, a very, very, very short 20 years in the game. It happened quick. You know what I'm saying? Real quick. And I just appreciate everybody that's been riding with me, you know, from the beginning. I appreciate everybody that found out about me last week and been riding with me since then. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, we definitely, you know, we, we coming with a new album. It's called The Same Book, New Chapter, you know, and um, that'll be coming real soon. We're just trying to evolve, you know, as a, as a label, you know, RT Music Group as a label, and me as an, as an artist as a man, as a father, you know, and, 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 and that's what this new album is all about. You know, same book, new chapter. New chapters is, 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 is new beginnings, and that's what it is, man. Well, brother, we appreciate you, man. Yeah. Art, you want to say anything? Hey, man. Dope. Just keep making it dope music. Bro. Yes, sir. Man, yes, I sir. Guess, well, today been doily day. Like, I've been <laughs> hitting everybody at the office on, on it. So, they like, oh, man, what's that? I was like, oh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we put you on real quick. So, yeah, man, keep making That's dope music. That's what's good, bro. man. I appreciate it. Keep making dope music. Well, listeners, we appreciate you checking us out again. Go check out Dwelle. Catch his live show when you can. Please do. All his information is in the episode description. Winter White Nights is out there now. Be looking for the new album, new songs, new music, new content. We'll catch up to you later. Peace. Peace.